On this episode of AV Week, we are live from the uh, 2020 BLC. We have a conversation with sponsors, supporters, and also those in attendance about what this event is and where both the AV industry and the economy is going in the next 12 months. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 445, recorded Friday, February 28, 2020. I am the Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Extron, industry-leading technology backed by world-class support. And by Daylight, the leading producer of high-quality projection screens worldwide. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host for the second time in two weeks. I'm no longer in my studio. I think my kids have put my face on a milk carton. And if you're too young to know what that is, Wikipedia. So, uh, so we're at BLC this year, uh, BLC 2020 uh, in Dallas. So as we do a lot of times with these things, we're going to get a wrap up of this um, this conference and also just kind of a, a preview of the year with me as my buddy and pal, Mr. John Ivy from Atlas. Welcome, sir. Good morning, Tim. Uh, also is uh, Mr. Tom Barry from Varex. Good morning. I am so honored. I got to spend not only today, but I got to start the beginning of the week with you yes, on Sunday. Yes, indeed. On Sunday. So I'm on the front end and back end with you. Oh, oh, quite sure. Man, what a pleasure. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also is Frank Spizzano from Brightside. Welcome, sir. Well, thanks for having me, Tim. Absolutely. John, I want to start with you. Um, Atlas, Atlas IED has been a sponsor of NSCA specifically, but this, this program, the BLC, since its inception 22 years ago. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? What does that mean to the company? Yeah, so um, the BLC is our way to give back to our customers. That's really why we come. The sponsorships are, are not cheap, but they're reasonable. Um, but it's, it's still a lot of money, in all honesty. So we get to come here, pay for part of the event as the host sponsor, and I think we have been the host all 22 years. And our customers get to come and learn, right? The, the presenters here, I learn. The presenters here have a lot of interesting things that I take back to my own company. I know some of my customers do, and it just makes us all better business people. So this year, my biggest takeaway was the three buckets. Um, I've already sent that out to my entire group. I know which three I'm good at. I know the things I'm really bad at. Um, my employees think there's a lot more things I'm bad at than I do. But, well, hang yeah. on for a second. Like, explain the three buckets because it was the, that was the same exact session that I, I got my, my, my toes stepped on. Um, productivity specialist yeah. talks about in your organization, there are certain things that you own and only you can do, right? She's an author, she's a speaker, and she's a, she has an MBA. So there are certain things that she can do. And, and everybody else, they do their own buckets, and you need to keep your hands out of other people's buckets. Out of, yeah, right, yeah. which is what I'm bad at, right? Yeah, me too. So, but there's three things I'm really good at. Um, you know, I do product innovation. That's still one of the things that, that I still lead for our company. Um, I'm still the big picture guy. I have yeah. a pretty good idea where our industry's going and kind of where it's merging with IT. Um, and then on top of that, there's a third bucket that I'm, I'm not great at that I need to, to stay at, which is marketing. I love doing the marketing side. Um, uh, Gina is much better than I am. In, as you know, she's, she's pretty darn good at it. Pretty so, darn good yeah. at it, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't like the productivity side. I'm not a great president. 
like the day-to-day -day grind, I, I don't like that. I like the, the bigger innovation, big picture, trends, mergers, yeah. acquisitions. That's, that's really where I, I really like and shine. All right, very good. Well, we're going to go from you to Mr. Pisano, who Brightsign is one of the newer uh, sponsors of, of the BLC. Um, you came from Grand, so this was not a new, uh, a new, in, uh, right. a new get together for you. Uh, why did you, when you when you joined Brightsign, why was this one of the ones that you you guys felt that you needed to get into? So I've been with Brightsign for a little over two years, but this is our third BLC because right after I got on board, I jumped right into it. Yeah. Um, what better spot than to go and see three hundred of your closest friends in the industry? The networking opportunities are second to none. Um, and echo what John said, you know, you, you, you get here, you got all these folks that are they're eager to learn. You, you get to work on your business a little bit, the mm -hmm. vision. Um, the speakers are outstanding. I actually mentioned to Chuck yesterday, just to, it continues every year just to get better and better. Um, and, it, and it's a, a great opportunity to like, not only talk to your customers, which is a big deal of what we're trying to do as, as vendors, but also our friends in the ecosystem, right? We get, to, we get to learn what trends in the industry are going on, how their businesses are doing, and making sure that we're all kind of going in the same direction. Now that's, and Tom, I want to bring you in on this, but that's one of the things that my first time here I was struck by. This is not Infocom, this is not ISE, right? There is no technology here necessarily. That almost lends itself to longer conversations and the ability to have you know, conversations in between uh, competitors, really, you know, not only competitors from the integration standpoint, but also from the manufacturing standpoint. You've got you know, folks from Legrand, you've got folks from Biamp, you've got folks from Brightsign. You guys can have longer conversations, you know, kind of off the record and you know further your relationships yeah. as well. Mr. Barry, you guys have been coming here for almost 20, oh, for the whole 22 years. Um, why does Varix continue to come? So these guys really speak really well about this conference. They are, they are sp fantastic sponsors. I think uh, it's a great investment as a, as a business owner. Um, we all know technology is the driver in this, in this industry, but you've got to be working on your business. You've got to be working on investing in your people. Yeah. The people are the most important uh, component of any business success, whether it's the clients, whether it's the customers, whether it's anybody in the ecosystem. Right. I love that word because that really wraps everybody into uh, why you're here. And uh, for me, I came, I've been coming here yeah, 20 plus years I can't even do the math. That was a long time ago. I was a young, I truly was Tom Berry Jr. At that time, I was a young man. And what struck me then, and I see it even now, it's a lot larger now, is that I didn't know anybody. But I had a list of things that I wanted to come here and accomplish. I wanted to find out what other people were doing in terms of what software they were they using, uh, what technology were they driving, how were they doing managed services. Yeah. Um, and, and then at that point, I picked up little nuggets and then I brought them back. Back then it was 30 pages of notes. Now it's, uh, now it's a little bit more compact um, and a lot more effective. But I think that uh, bringing ideas and sharing ideas, for me to be able to understand what other people were doing and willing to share those things, um, it didn't matter if you were a competitor. Yeah. You were all in the business. You were all business leaders looking to accomplish profitability and growth and success in a really exciting industry. Yeah. And uh, let me just add that the fact that you have it in different locations, as a business owner, I'm able to do a lot of other things. Before the conference, I'm not a golfer. 
but you know what? <laughs> I can go visit local clients. Uh, we do a lot. We do a couple million dollars in the Texas area. So that's that's always on the, the business de development um, side. Um, I'm a local Dallas Stars fan, so if I can catch a hockey game, uh, that <laughs> won't hurt. Better. And then you got some really cool like uh, the Leaning Tower of Dallas. Oh, don't <laughs> stop. Come on. Aye, we don't have that stuff in Jersey. So it's You it's, do, it's, it's you just don't talk about it. It's just not it's supposed to be exactly. leaning in Jersey. Jersey, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the one in Dallas is supposed to be leaning either. So. Uh, Tom, you hit on something about 20 years ago, you were really Tom Barry Jr., right? Uh, and I want to get you and John to comment on this real quickly. John, you're second generation, and you and I have had conversations about this both on and off the record. Tom, you're second generation, right? Both third of, generation. Third generation. Both of your dads have now basically retired, right? Um, what does it mean to be second or third generation in this industry as technology has advanced and, and evolved, but you've been in this, basically, Johnny, you were painting or, or, or painting the, the speaker factory at one point at five or six years old or something. <laughs> yeah. Not that your dad broke any labor law, your child labor laws. Of my, Family business. Suggesting that. So, yeah. but, yeah. but still, We are exempt families. Yeah, yes. right. Um, so yeah, so you, you've been in it since you were born, basically. Yeah, both Tom and I have pretty big shoes to fill. Um, so actually, I came to the, my first BLC, uh, which was the second 21 years ago. Um, was my first and I talked with Chuck and I was 21 years old at the time. So half of my life ago was my first experience at PLC and Chuck spent some time with me explaining how important uh, Atlas was to the organization, NSEA at the time, but really that I was in the relationship business now. So I'd come from Car Audio, which is you know where my father originally came from, and, and Chuck sat me down and spent a good half an hour, 45 minutes saying, John, this isn't car audio, this is a relationship business. People will buy from you if they trust you, if they believe in you, but your word is everything. So I know you're new to this business. Uh, if, you, if you're good to your customers and you're good on your word, you'll be successful. And it's stuck with me. And, and that's really, I, I truly think we're still in the relationship business. And that's why I enjoy this. I get to meet with my customers. I get to meet with my competitor friends and, and, and see everyone and share ideas. It's truly a rising tide floats all boats. Right. So I wish my father was here. Um, everyone loved him and hopefully one day he'll come back and visit. Um, but it was some pretty big shoes to fill. And so far, I think we're doing, we're doing all right. The customers have been good to us. Yes, and you were doing, you're doing fantastic. Mr. Berry, same kind of question. What does it mean to be second and third generation in, in today? Third generation is a pretty spectacular achievement. And it's about continuing to evolve. And we, I, we're lucky as a family because we've been able to kind of surf the technology and as it's evolved, be able to adapt and understand how we can take that technology and make it valuable to our clients. And to be able to do that, it's about the people. And whether it's the internal client, your employees, yeah. or the external client and all your partners, um, that's something you have an obligation to continue that. that that's kind of the, what keeps me up at night, is the responsibility, is the thought of, taking care of all those families, all these people that have invested their lives in um, a really important industry. Yeah. And uh, this show gives people the opportunity to come together and, and share that. And uh, that's special. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys have done some expansions as well over the last year or two, you know, expanding out into LA and opening up an office in LA and other places. If you're not growing, 
I'm just <laughs> now you're I'm going not trying to direction. put more, more pressure and, on you. Uh, I just want to mention that. Uh, um, no, no, no. That's good. Again, um, the economy is is moving in the right direction. Maybe not this week, um, but. Well, let's let's actually talk, bring bring that in because we the one thing about this this show or this this event that I particularly care like is really the fun. we start with an economist right um, to kind of give us all a, a set which is where we are right so Frank I'll start with you on this we we some of us in this room just got back from ISE but that's kind of the start right of of the industry's year based on. What came out of ISE and what we heard the, the, from the economists yesterday? What do you feel is the next twelve to eighteen months going to look like for? Well, for yeah, I, I wish we set budgets after we listened to economists <laughs> or, or had a downturn with ISE attendance. But no, um, you know, it's I, we're still like super optimistic, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not reading that through cloudy glasses just because we we were started the year with probably our biggest pipeline that we've had, and again, that's really focusing a lot on this. AV integration industry and, and the folks that are attending this conference. Um, you did hear, I think it's, we're cautiously optimistic now, though. We, we understand there is going to be some, some uh, headwinds in, in certain areas. Um, we did get, a, a, what I liked yesterday, though, about The Economist is he showed some areas that were growing um, yeah. and, and throughout the mid-Atlantic, the southeast, and pockets on the west, on the west as well which is areas that we're trying to grow a, a little bit more too. So um, we are optimistic. We, like, I, like I mentioned, we have, we have uh, uh, great partnerships. We're hitting new channels. We're focusing on new verticals. So we are trying to attack it just faster. And regardless of what the economy is doing, it's, I feel like we could just put our, our foot to the floor a little bit and, 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 and push on that we can overcome any, any uh, um, issues that might be happening with the economy. Um, yeah, I would, I would definitely 100% agree that the outlook is, is still very, very good. Um, we have to look at different regions. Again, like you mentioned, we're, we're a global company, also with a domestic footprint, understanding where the opportunities are. Uh, they're there. Yeah. And being able to pivot and being nimble enough to hey, move resources that may not be um, as active if you're in the Asia-Pacific region versus here in the, in the United States. It's still very, very busy in the Northeast and on the entire West Coast. Yeah, John, we'll end with you. <clears throat> Economies like stability. We're going into a presidential election. Um, we own our own factories, right? So we have one right down here in Dallas. Um, it's a fairly large one. We can manufacture goods here in America. We're not gonna run out of speakers, but our factory in China had one sixth of its workforce return um, after Chinese New Year's. So we called some other factories and that was about one fifth to one sixth was the norm. Okay. And that's in south of China, right? That's in the Shenzhen area. Um, the, the lower level components usually come from up north. They're less expensive. Those factories are not open yet. Um, the supply chain disruption has happened already. So even if everything got turned back on and the, the, the COVID virus went away, we're still out. And I'm saying we're as an industry, just yeah. people in electronics, electronics industry. are out for 60 to 90 days, best case scenario. Now, we're double-tooled. We can make everything in America. We're, we're good. It might cost more. It might cost me more. I might have to sell it for the same price. It may cost me 20% more to make it here. But we're not going to run out. There's going to be disruption in industry. If you're, if you're relying on a supplier, and this is just my, my personal opinion, um, and you ask them if they're going to have a problem and they say no issue, either they don't know or they're lying. It's that simple. Yeah. There is a, a large disruption. 
So I actually believe the, and I don't like the stock market going down. That's our customer's money, right? Yeah. That's who pays integrators, who buys my stuff. So it's not good, right? And I, I, but I, I think a correction, it was about time for one. We're going to a presidential election. Um, I think this stock market correction will last through the weekend. Um, there was a lot of uh, entry-level investors buying like Tesla stock who will just get really scared. They were seeing it on this rocket ship rise. So if you have uh, $3,600, you have four shares or five shares of Tesla and it drops by 30%, you're going to bail out. So we're going to see the kind of that cream off the top early on. The strategic investors, long-term investors will, will probably actually use this to buy um, starting next week. Uh, I, think we're, I think we have a rough road for the next six to nine months, okay. um, especially depends on what the election starts looking like. Um, love Trump, hate Trump, it doesn't matter, your politics, businesses did better once he was elected, right? So I think some of those people that made more investments when, once he was elected may start pulling back or just waiting out the presidential election to see what happens next. Yeah, you're right. So unfortunately, I'm a little bearish right now. Um, I think our industry is set to grow. I mean, our industry is going to grow for the next 10, 20 years, right? With technology, things are, it's just awesome. What we do is really cool. And unfortunately, the world's a more dangerous place. It's really unfortunate, but it's our jobs to try to help make it safer. So our industry is primed for growth. We're in a good market. We're in a good market segment. There's a lot of innovation coming. Um, but I think external forces are going to put pressure on our industry through more than likely the rest of the year. Yeah. I hate to say it. I hope I'm wrong. Well, and you're, you're, one of the things that the economists yesterday did talk about was the coronavirus and the impacts it has on the supply chain, right? Regardless of this is not politics, this is, this is just people's health, right? And there are genuine health concerns, and that's why there's no nobody in the factories right now. So yeah. once that does get corrected, and then well, it's not just back. China. So so we're an OEM supplier to an automotive type company. Um, they they build their stuff in Mexico. Their big factories are in Mexico. All of those factories are sitting there just idling, waiting for parts, parts. coming from China okay. that oh, wow. still that still have to make it on a slow boat or if they get flown in and then we're talking an automotive manufacturing yeah. these are transmissions and big things yeah. it gets really really expensive so the disruption that's happening now we haven't felt the full effect of it in fact I was on a CTA call the CS show people um, and they said you know the SARS virus the terrorists those are all ripples this is feeling like it's gonna be more of a wave Wow. And the first wave's impact will hit in July or August, and there's going to be a couple follow-ups after that. Very good. Uh, Hope CTA, not. CTA uh, Consumer Technology Association. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to let you guys go and get some more in. Mr. Frank Pisano, how do people find you or BrightSign? Um, find me at, at Pisano Frank on Twitter um, and BrightSign.biz. Uh, very good. Mr. Barry. T Barry Jr. at Barracks.com and. Um, Barracks.com for you guys. So, sir, John. Well, I just got rid of my AOL Instant Messenger, so I guess that's oh, not a thing anymore. So, someone informed me of that. Uh, no, no, it's just atlasid.com, or, or my email is prez at atlasid.com. Yeah, it's easy. He still has an ICQ handle, though. Yeah, that's best chat rooms. <laughs> All right, part two of our conversation at VLC. Uh, first and foremost, he is one of our hosts. Uh, Kelly Perkins, who hello, does hello. work at How are you? I'm wonderful. Awesome. Last day of the show. Last day of the show. We say that a lot throughout the year. You know that? Very true. There's a lot of last days. Uh, also with me, actually all three of you were at ISC with me. So first, um, a, a newcomer, at least for me, um, Kate Calderon. How are you, ma'am? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I am well. I am well. And my buddy Steve Greenblatt who we see more of each other than we see of our wives. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? I am well. Good to be here. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, we'll start with Kate and, and, and 
Steve on this. Uh, Steve, you and I have been coming here a long time. You've been coming longer than I have. Um, why do you continue to come to BLC? It's a unique event. Uh, and, and I was thinking about ways to put it into perspective. One of the things that I would say about this as being an event that's an AV industry event is that we talk so little about AV, and that's what makes it unique. Um, I, I've grown to become more of a business person and, and, and had to take responsibility of leading my business, and that's not something that I necessarily had education in, and I've had to learn to find other ways of being able to develop those skills and, and being able to be exposed to information and have those conversations, and this is one of those events that you can do that. Um, the speakers are, are really excellent, and, and the focus is more about talking about business, doing business together. There are trends and, and discussions about where the industry is going, but these are all things that you need to be able to spend time on, and, and people say this, it, it's becoming a little cliche, but you need to take time to be out of your business to think about the, these types of topics and be able to have these conversations. And, and, and for me, it also gives me the opportunity to clear my head a little bit too, to, to be able to strategize. Um, but I, I, of course, the second thing that's most important is the networking and, and being able to spend time with people that I know, both friends like you guys and, be, and, and as well as business associates and, and be able to, to have um, quality time with people that you don't get to necessarily do in other parts of the year or other events. Okay, this is your second time, I believe. Second, yes. Um, why did you start coming in the first place? The first year, we actually won the Talent Development Award. So that was my first year attending. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, we saw so much value in it from last year that I came back this year. Right. And it's been great. It's been great to build relationships and connections with people. And it's definitely a different platform, too, listening to the different speakers. Like Steve said, it's interesting. It's not niche directly. Like, the topics aren't AV necessarily related. Um, it's great for business related uh, topics. Yeah, we remember references with, uh, with John Ivy and I, um, the last segment, um, the, the productivity um, session, both she did a keynote mm -hmm. as well as she did a breakout session um, that a bunch of us were a part of and again trying to, you know, get things off of our plate and, and get them into the right people's hands really. Uh, who should be doing that, mm -hmm. right? And poor Kate is, is what we referred to as an eagle <laughs> yesterday, eagle. who apparently you throw everything, everybody throws everything at Kate, and she just gets it done. <laughs> Correct. Which is awesome, <laughs> unless you're Kate. <laughs> so. <laughs> that was a great breakthrough moment in that yeah. breakout session. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I am the eagle. I am the eagle. I am the eagle. <laughs> that's, the, that's the title of our episode now, I am the eagle. Um, Ms. Kelly, uh, you and I have talked about this and, and the industry has talked about this for a long time. Two different things that, that you are passionate about that you do with, with NSCA. Um, first, we're going to talk about PASS, but we'll also get to, to IGNITE as well. And then and first, PASS is uh, the school safety initiative that NSCA yeah. is a part of. That is um, the most underrated, <laughs> I think, initiative um, in our industry because I don't think anybody knows about it and we need to be really we need to get better at talking about it and figuring out the messaging and just being clear because we made a huge you know, milestone within the last month or two with PASS. And if you're not familiar with PASS, it's the Partner Alliance for Safer Schools. Um, and it's an initiative that was started by Chuck Wilson after he visited a 
very unsafe school in the south side of Chicago. Um, and it developed uh, based on his experience there. Um, and he called up a bunch of his friends and said, guys, we got to do something. There's kids in these schools and it's completely unsafe. Their graduation rate was like 2% or something. It was unbelievable. So he got with a bunch of industry folks and started creating these guidelines and they're based on technology. So let's use the technology that we, that we love and use and that we integrate and install every day and let's use that technology to make safer schools. So he created these guidelines, um, everything from video cameras to door locks to you name it, intercom systems, but basically taking a step-by-step -step tiered, um, a tiered process and making schools safer with all of this technology. And like I said, I think it was last month, I can't remember the exact day, but those guidelines have now been um, federally recognized in the legislature, which is huge. huge. <laughs> I mean, and our foundation, NSCA, did that. So all of the money, all of the resources, all of these things that you know, people have been a part of over the last several years. It's not just Ignite. I mean, Ignite is important, but at the end of the day, <laughs> PATH is so much more important, you know, and, and our industry is doing something and is actually making a huge difference and making our schools safer. So yeah. I think that is, that is amazing. And I just, I want to talk about that yeah. <laughs> because we haven't a lot yet and, and we will more, but um, that's a big thing. And actually, um, I think in 10 minutes, Chuck's going to be talking about it <laughs> so, okay. in should, more detail. We, we should hurry up then. <laughs> um, all right, then, then let's talk about Ignite. And, and Ignite is, you and I, I've, I've done some stuff with you guys with Ignite where um, we've gone out and had conversations at local community colleges. And, and Ignite, explain to folks if they're not familiar, how it helps folks get into the industry. Ignite is really... Um, it's an initiative to bring talent into the industry and it's it's a pet project of mine just because i love the industry i'm a super av nerd fanatic because of the people because of the technology just because of everybody's so passionate and awesome and so it for me it's it it's getting young people excited getting young people just aware of our industry because it's not super you know mainstream but it's also at the same time filling a massive gap uh, with our organizations in the industry because people can't find people, <laughs> yeah. and um, so it's you know it's a it's a, it's a bit of an uphill battle you know to get folks to get super involved. But I, there's people like you guys <laughs> that are very you know huge advocates for it. And Steve and I are doing a talk at Lincoln Tech at the end of the month. Uh, working with Columbia College in Chicago. We're working with Webster in St. Louis. Uh, Ernie Beck and Alexis LeBroy out in Baltimore. So, I mean, there's there's definitely people who want to get involved and, and, and are passionate about it. Um, so let's just keep on keeping on. <laughs> All right, very good. The thing I'll add with that, too, is that it's not only looking to bring new people into the industry, which, of course, is the benefit to us, but it's also promoting the industry yeah. and creating awareness. And I think that once we get the awareness, people are going to naturally gravitate. You know, the things that, that Kelly's saying is, too, which is I think understated, is that it's me really showing what all the things that we touch and all the and all the impact that the AV industry has on the world, and that's what's really cool to me. 
you know, just to, to add to that. Well, hopefully. it's so fun because the kids are so excited. And it's like you get to help, you know, mold someone's life. And it's just like I work with, I work, I mean, I, I work with a lot of them just even on a weekly basis. And it's so fun. Even like, like I hired one of them to come to Infocom with me and shoot video the whole time. And like, he's so excited. <laughs> it's like so cool because he loves it. He's doing video on his own anyways, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's just fun to be able to, you know, share the passion and, you know, get them paid at the same time. <laughs> yeah, really. Absolutely. Um, all right, same kind of thing that we wrapped up here with the, the previous segment. Um, Steve, we'll start with you based on both your experience at IAC, but also the economist here and what you've heard and, and connected with folks. Where are we at as far as the industry over the next year or so? Honestly, I you know I, I echo a little bit of what John said. You know, I'm, I'm I try to ma maintain optimism, yeah. but I but I uh, I believe that there's going to be some uncertain times, and that's unfortunate. But I but I think that what we need to do is be aware of that, and and I think that we can still we we could still thrive based on in uncertain times as long as you're ready to pivot and you're ready ready to seek new opportunities. I think those that are continue on the straight path that they've always been on are the ones that are probably going to be impacted the most. But, but there's, there's certainly going to be a lot of factors that, that are going to affect the industry. Um, but, but I think that those may also spur some opportunities. Okay, very good. Okay. And we're definitely seeing like mergers and acquisitions and lots of change in the industry. And we're not done yet, apparently. <laughs> and we're not done yet. That's, that's the rumor on the street. <laughs> um, the Economist was awesome. Not only was he hilarious, but he was incredibly informative yesterday morning, um, just seeing where we are going as an industry and the opportunities that we're going to be seeing. Um, and it'll be interesting, um, like John Ivey was talking about the coronavirus and how that's hitting suppliers and things like that and how we may not see the wave until August, September, but it's definitely exciting. It's nerve-wracking, but it's also exciting. I think we're and for a lot of change, but I think for the most part it'll be positive. Yeah. Kelly? I think, you know, try to be optimistic and like Steve said, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in, in troubling times as well. You know, if if people start to get laid off, if like the worst happens, that also gives a lot of opportunity for organizations to pick up some really talented people. Yeah. You know, and I think about back in the days when I worked at Vadio during the 2008 recession and I mean, we picked up some seriously awesome people and it's, you know what, you know, for lack of a better cliche saying, turning lemons into lemonade and trying, you know, trying, but at the same time being realistic and being smart and not getting, you know, too crazy and, and calling everything roses. But I don't know. I, I am curious to see what the next year brings. <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. All right, guys, that'll kind of wrap us up for here. Uh, Mr. Greenblatt, uh, how do people find you or Control Concepts? Uh, control Concepts is controlconcepts.net, me um, at, at Steve Greenblatt on social media, but uh, also check out A State of Control, which is our uh, podcast on AV Nation that uh, covers control automation and programming in the AV industry. Yeah, absolutely. Him and uh, Richie Bergoza get together with some of the smartest programmers in the industry. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kate, how do people find you? You can find me on Twitter at tastefullykate. Uh, you can also find our company, Innovative Collaboration, at icavn.com. I have to ask, explain tastefully, Kate. 
Do we have time to explain that? Briefly, and the reason I, I, I said it is because Kate actually, uh, I think you posted, posted this on Twitter. Should yes, I, change, I did. Should I change, should I change my, my name? Twitter handle? I don't think, uh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, everyone was like, don't do it. <laughs> but you wrote a blog, a, yep. a food blog. Yep, it started yeah. as a food and craft beer blog, and I had that for a few years, and it was fun and exciting, and then I started in the AV industry and kind of stuck with it. But yeah, it's interesting. People were like, don't change it, because... You're outspoken, but you say it in a tasteful in a way. Tasteful so way. I'm like, exactly. done. There you go. <laughs> and not for nothing, but there, there's a few of us that enjoy craft beer in the industry. So. There you go. Not me. Nobody in this no. room, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, how do people find you, or how do people find SCA, or um, any of your people? I'm at uh, kellyp.perkins at gmail.com and kellyp.perkins on Twitter, nsca.org, uh, igniteyourcareer.org. Uh, past.org, <laughs> all the orgs, um, and uh, yes, I also do uh, AV Social podcast with Miss AV Dawn as well. So if you need some social media tips, tricks, digital marketing stuff, give us a shout out yeah. at TV. Wow, you both did that better than I do. So um, I've said this a thousand times over the last nine years. Don't follow me uh, on the Twitters because at this point in the season. Uh, it's still blues season, so you know the blues are still playing decently, I think. Um, uh, but go by the website, as Steve and Kelly both said, avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. You will find this program, AV Social, um, which I have to get on the ball and schedule a new one, uh, and uh, State of Control, uh, as well as this program uh, and the other weekly one that Matt Scott does called Red League Week. He looks at the residential side of the AV industry. So uh, also while you're there, check out our supporter section. These are the folks who help us financially, help us bring you AV Week and Resi Week and State of Control and AV Social. And in about two and a half, three months' time, Infocom. Oh my God. Sorry. So exciting. It's so exciting, but it's also right there already. <laughs> I just got done being out of the country, and my time clock is already just now. You it's know. not like you're traveling or anything. In, in the uh, yeah. And you can check me out if you're in Santa Clara. Um, uh, in two weeks at uh, the Alamo E4 event, uh, doing a panel on esports. And if you missed that one, I'll be at the one in DC in two weeks after that, the first week of April. I think that's it between now and Infocom, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, all that and more at avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. That is all the time we have for AV Week.